0: we're going i didn't even see the countdown hey there shop of maniacs you're listening to another episode of the shop talk show podcast all about front end web design development i'm dave in the shed rupert with me is chris in the booth Coyer. hey chris how are you good hey you're talking to old dave rupert uh dave rupert went one whole day without caffeine and let me tell you it was miserable it oh, was, my
1: gosh. It was awful. I, was it detox or were you just
0: out of coffee? <laughs> unintentional detox. Yeah. It was like I hadn't had it by like 10 o'clock and I was like, man, you I'm know. just going to go a day without it. Just roll it. Awful. I was in bed at four. Uh, <laughs> I had a headache. I woke mm. up with a headache. I went to bed with a headache. I woke up with a headache. I I was terrible and uh, learning a lot about my own body. Just uh, I'm addicted to caffeine. Probably yeah. need to figure
1: that out. But probably whatever. most of us are. I definitely am. And it's not. I don't know how, how extreme it is. But yeah, definitely like a two cups of coffee in the morning kind of guy for me. And I'd notice if I didn't have it. But what gets me is that like that it doesn't. The downsides aren't particularly like it's a weird feeling to know that you're addicted to something and that it's a problem if you ever stop. But while you're addicted to it, like the downsides are so minimal that I almost don't care. You yeah,
0: know, I feel because, the same about my meth. <laughs> no <I'm> just, <laughs> um the the like no that, it was kind of like i just like unintentionally tried this out like a coffee fast you know and right. i just was like i learned like if i'm going to do this for real i need to have a more strategic operation just apparently something like 50% of people i'm reading getting this from about.com you know this, the holy grail of information Ooh. but Um, It might've been a wiki how, so, you know, getting serious here, but uh, like 50% of people have a response and, and it doesn't matter if you have a lot or a little, but if you have over 200 milligrams, you're maybe more likely to have withdrawals and stuff like that. But 200 milligrams is like, whatever, dude. That's breakfast for me. Oh uh, so.
1: yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get like bored, you know. Like if you just drink the same cup of coffee every morning, my brain is like, I am bored of that.
0: I'm gonna, mm, yeah. I am gonna, I want
1: to do something else. But the problem is the alternatives. There is so many other things that have caffeine. We have a pack of a bubbly water at the house right now that's caffeinated. Come yeah, on.
0: well, yeah. And my wife was like, maybe I'll get you that so you drink less coffee or whatever. And I was like, no, because I I learned this thing about bubbly water. Hmm. It it doesn't hydrate you. Like if it has carbonation and, or if it has like flavors and, and salts or whatever, if it's not just purely like carbonation water. and water. Yeah. If it's not just purely carbonation and water, it doesn't, it doesn't hydrate you. So I was just like, well, that stinks. That was my whole plan on hydrate. That was my whole hydration oh my plan. No, that stinks. Uh, now it's just, that just becomes like fake beer for me. And then, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I didn't really set out to like give up coffee or anything, but now I'm maybe gonna think about trying it. I don't know. So nothing's yeah. good for you, basically. Or like G Fuel. Maybe I need some G Fuel. If G Fuel wants to sponsor the podcast, I'd take it. But yeah, coder code fuel.
1: I have a bit of a sore throat and went for the. i mean on the on the like you know those like little glass bottles at the gas station of like Starbucks you know, caramel frappuccino blasters. Oh, yeah. They, just, they feel so good on the throat. Oh,
0: because oh, it's just kind of an oil, it's yeah. oil-based mm. CBD. Mm. <laughs> yeah. well, I wish
1: it had some CBD. That's what it needs. Just oil, oil going straight down the throat. That's good. Oil and sugar. I think it was last week, the week before, yeah, where we talked about some new safari stuff coming out. They've been on a, a bit of a tear lately. Clap, clap, clap. And, uh, but we, we mentioned that it had Inert in it, or at least I think we did. I, don't, I didn't dig up the clip exactly, but we were corrected in that. And it might have been their mistake also, too. Like, I think maybe early blog posts said that they shipped it, but they really didn't. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think there were a
0: couple of features that got on the, hey, we shipped this, but we did. But, but that's not, you know, there's still, <laughs> the releases are still awesome. But yeah, I think it's it's in definitely in... The technology preview, preview, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just
1: not in um, whatever. And if we have that wrong, we're not correcting it. (laughs) We're done with corrections. (laughs) We just do lies now. We only – yeah, all lies podcasts. um, But it it will be great when it does ship. Again, that's the one that – as far as I know, the whole point of it is that focus trapping is so hard to to write and is a literal requirement of, of modals. A modal comes up and says, are you sure you want to delete this thing, Dave Rupert? Mm-hmm. As you tab around in that message, it needs to stay in there. So maybe there's only two interactive elements, OK and cancel. Well, then tabbing mm-hmm. should go back and forth between those two things and that's it. It should not leave and go to the main navigation of the page. Now, is that easy to code? No, it isn't. It's really weird and hard. And uh, it's kind of like the boss level of accessibility. That's how somebody wrote that once, and I, it's been stuck in my head ever since then. I wish I could credit the correct author for that. I'll dig that up if I can. The boss, That's like the accessibility on, on boss mode or whatever. Oh, and
0: it's weird to me. It's a requirement, and it's so hard to do. That, like, it's possible through through months of engineering you can achieve this feat where you focus mm-hmm. trap something and and successfully across browser across device across screen reader yeah. you can totally do it but it's just so hard but inert it seems super good for like i'm just going to disable this whole part of the dom like the whole
1: yeah. anything that's interactive is not interactive if any parent of it has an inert attribute on all you do is chuck inert on as an attribute on the on the on the dom node that's it that's amazing yeah and and so that's going to have a
0: huge boost um for uh accessibility you know there are some other things in sort of like in that realm that the new safari has i think they did i'm going to verify here cuz i got to get it wrong what you got uh, the focus visible is out out so that was kind of what happened through the open prioritization API or th- movement, you know, through Agalia. Uh, I think that yep. is out in in the main branch now. I'm trying to verify that here, but I, I, I'm not seeing it, but I'm like certain that was focus there. Focus
1: visible is so great. It's one of those ones where like if it once we get to the day where focus visible is absolutely supported everywhere, that it almost becomes like a focus replacement. Mm-hmm. In my mind, right, because it's like you want to style something specifically for when it's focused, but not when it just clicked with a with a mouse. Yeah, that we we got into this situation. I remember a great like meet a Markham conference talk where she went way into. How annoying that was in her work at Slack, and all the workarounds necessary to do it, and that it's so great that Focus Visible is coming. But there's a little trickery to use it earlier than later. But you know, anyway, yada yada yada. The the point is, how many you know time. Speaking of, it's the same kind of situation, right, as as modal dialogs, right? It's so hard to get right that usually people get it wrong and for like really dumb reasons. Well, same thing with focus. It's so annoying that when you just click a link in the main navigation that it gets these like big gnarly outlines around it and you can have stakeholders be like, what's that? Get rid of that. that? Yeah. And then they just say like, okay, well, focus equals... You know, border zero or whatever outline none, mm-hmm. outline zero, and then it's gone. Problem solved. Well, you just wiped out your focus styles for everything. But if you put focus visible, and you get to keep those focus styles for when keyboard usage happens, and remove them from when mouse clickage happens, and it's like, well, well thank God, thank thank you, web platform for doing exactly what we needed of you.
0: I like should have wrote all these down, but I like I've had every client like has not sub has not approved, has not thumbs up the, where like I do like active or whatever, hover, active, visible or whatever styles, you know, like they get, they're like, why is that? F- why is the button still green? You know, after I Ooh. click it, you know, and they're, it's like, oh, cause it's focused. And they're like, I don't care. It shouldn't be green anymore. You know?
1: So yeah. yeah. And you're both kind of right. Cause it's, no, it should be focused. Focused is the correct state for the thing. But the fact that it looks green is is actually a little weird.
0: Mm-hmm. So but, it you know. just it
1: never passed. I
0: tried to sneak it in and it never passed. You know, and it's like yeah. at some point it's like I'm it's not like maybe it is like negligence, but it was just like I I. I, they pay the bills. They pay my bills. So yeah. what do I do? You know, so, but I, now we have a tool and that's awesome. And I feel like inert is also another tool that we can do the right thing, you know? So mm-hmm. if you have to stop somebody, you know, before using the webpage, you just inert it, you know? So.
1: Yeah. Dialogue fits into this category a little bit for me too. You don't get I don't know that it's inherently accessible. In fact, early, early versions of, you know, angle bracket dialogue I'm talking about, which also dropped in Safari here, it's just like the semantically correct element to use for a dialogue, but it, mm-hmm. it has some functionality. There's JavaScript APIs for it for hiding and showing it and such. But the, perhaps my favorite ability of it, just from a design perspective, is that you don't have to then, like, code your own... Div that has like position fixed top zero left zero right zero bottom zero, that's z-indexed below the dialogue for sure. But you know, in the cases where there's dialogues on top of dialogues, that gets extra confusing and weird. You know, it was always kind of like bring your own background. Well, now the now we have colon colon backdrop, which works along with the dialogue. That's just like oh, that's that's the thing that you style to style the whole rest of the screen except for the dialogue. And that's just great. Come on. Thank you. Jeez. Pretty cool. And you can put a little like a filter
0: blur on that or whatever. The, the, the background, what is it? Drop filter. Backdrop filter.
1: Yeah. If you Uh, want to, or you can make it orange or you could have stripes behind it. You can style it all. However the hell you want, which I think is great. Yeah. A lot easier than it used to be. A lot, anyway. So you know, we'll link up the the that Safari release post, but you know, and it's not quite here yet. But there's lots of other cool stuff to check out. So that's cool. Also, there's a uh, Mark Otto was um, had a blog post about the dialogue element. Yeah, he titled "Fun with the Dialogue Element." that um, has some, you know, has him playing with it. And it's some of the first experimentation I've seen that's like, can you make this like look actually good, like mm-hmm. shippable? Because, of course, it has some default user agent styling dialogue, but it looks like crap, you know. That's right. not, like the job, though. You know, you're not supposed to, I don't know, maybe that's controversial, but I, I don't think... It's necessarily the job of browsers to have like extremely aesthetically beautiful default elements like that. I'd almost prefer that they're a little ugly and that people bring their own styles to them. Well, Mark's demos are, you know, bootstrapperific, we'll call them, you know? Yeah. Mark, no
0: stranger to CSS. So, uh, no, yeah, exciting times. There's also that Safari Technology Preview 142, which has some cool
1: stuff like. Subgrid. So, oh, what? I did not yeah. hear that. Seriously? Yes, sir. Subgrid and Safari. Sick. Okay, Chrome, your turn.
0: Container queries. Uh-oh. A second browser with container queries. And so could be a pretty awesome future here in 2022. So other stuff, motion path. So
1: it's big. It's, it's very big. So, uh, it is, it is, yeah. I like, you know, uh, just a just because one more thing I noticed on Mark's blog post, he he found a way to, um, to make it behave like a drop down menu too, which is, I don't know if that's questionable, uh, yeah. aesthetically or Maybe not, but, question, it, but sure, go ahead. Yeah, I, actually, but it has click to close on the outside and stuff, and it, it looks great.
0: So, yeah, i you know, it's like, I don't. I don't know. You know, it, I've been in all these open UI things about pop up, about something that would solve or select menu or whatever, something that would solve basically this. Um, and you know, it it's interesting. It's not much different than a than a dialog. It's a top level
1: element. You know, what's better, like a like a um, what's the what's the disclosure element? D- is details better or is <laughs> dialogue better? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Good question. Probably. I, yeah i don't know uh but maybe details, details needs was a thing that you can click oh well i guess so does a so does anything else i don't know yeah
0: well with like a dialogue you'd get the like click outside to close by f- for free and then a dialogue you'd get like escape to close would also work you know and it would mm-hmm. announce also you're in a dialogue but you know what's interesting is like um You know, there's that details utils from Zach Leatherman. I think we maybe talked about it. But it's like a wrapper for details elements. Uh, It's a web component. And it adds, like, close on escape behaviors, close on click outside, animate details. So
1: kind of cool. Yeah, that's a very, very, very cool thing. Good job, Zach. Those are some... Sorry for the fumbling here, but does it extend? It doesn't really extend the native element, right? Cause you can't do that. Isn't that like impossible to do?
0: Yeah, you can't do that. And that is uh compliments of Safari. <laughs> um, Safari has kind of put their foot down. So how you would do it, how it was spec out, but it was the is attribute. So you would say like details is super details or something like that. And then you could like add on to the details behavior Safari, which I think is maybe the right call is, like, you cannot extend the native element prototype, you know? Like,
1: you otherwise... Do li- you like that.
0: Well, I think I agree. Just, like, it creates the same problem, the MooTools problem, where we have mm. prototype pollution, where, like, we can't add to details because, guess what? Bootstrap had prototype, you know, or whatever, dialogue pop-up behavior, you know, or something like that. So... Basically if you're extending the element directly not creating another or not like basically if you're you're hijacking into the element you're saying this element is now this element my class is a dialog element or what or a details element i think it like starts polluting the the prototype of the element so yeah it's in a ends up in a weird situation where you can't make changes to the web platform because people have extended elements so
1: much does that yeah. make sense so i do understand that i mean there was a good eric meyer blog post just the other Day about um, the, the conditionals in in CSS. There there wants to be a you know an if else statement in CSS essentially, but you mm-hmm. can't use at if because SAS uses at if, mm. and SAS is big enough that that's out. Wow, man! So they're going when else, which is a little else? funny because SAS also has else, but apparently you know. Without the if, it's you know, parsable to the part of, to the point of not being a big problem anymore. So, when else looks good, but yeah, know.
0: interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. I but like,
1: it's... what if style? You know, what if it was stylus? Remember stylus? Is stylus big enough mm-hmm. that if they had at if with the web platform? bow down to stylus or is stylus to never got enough traction you know yeah it's not, what if you made your own little processor then oh and eight people used it certainly not then that's in the territory where the web platform would be like Pfft, i'm not gonna not do it because one guy in austin texas wrote one language one time <laughs> so what yeah. is the metric is it gut feeling or do they have actual metrics or
0: you know i i don't know yeah i mean i guess probably some compat engineers like Mike Taylor or somebody come along or, or who know, but that's, what's weird. I I guess it's weird because you know, you're supposed to SAS is supposed to be a meta thing or like a, you write SAS and it outputs CSS. So like CSS should kind of not care, but I think maybe it, it is enough that it does, (laughs) you know, I I guess like you can't now write if statements in SAS because SAS will choke. So yeah,
1: that's the thing. It's like, if, if you want the, if you want the if statement to come out the other side of SAS, what do you do? So you could just make it SAS's problem. You know, you could say, I don't know, then escape your if statement or something, authors of SAS.
0: Well, yeah, but then everybody's not on the latest SAS. So um,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, they faced this problem already with at import because sometimes in your at import is meaningful in SAS. It mm-hmm. tries to fetch that file. But what if you want the at import to come out the other side of your SAS? You know, it's tricky. Didn't we have to invent something else for that? Didn't we have to invent at use? They did, but there, I think there's even other ways to do it. I think if you use, like, at import and then use the URL function, SAS will leave it alone because it knows that that's kind of a browser-level thing, not a SAS-level thing. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that. But there's, there's stuff, you know. And I think they regret that one, hence hence at use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know to, they don't. They're not going to regret at if because they had no idea at the time that that would ever become a CSS thing. Yeah, that's they didn't really step on any toes there, like like prototype did or MooTools did. They were stepping on toes big time. <laughs> yeah, they just
0: kind of went in there and and <laughs> just extended it, you know. But I think that was kind of the 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 talk. Sure, like you can just extend the pr- you can extend string, you know, or extend array go for it, you know.
1: Yeah. I probably still have code that does that to some degree, you know. So Yeah, probably. I know what you mean. It's like it's it's hard to like throw fault around when it was like just felt like <laughs> felt like the thing to do at the time. Felt like the old thing. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Notion. Learn more and get started for free at Notion.com slash CodePen. That's Notion.com slash CodePen to help you take the first step towards an organized, happier team today. I know this is Shop Talk Show, but uh, they sponsor CodePen Radio as well. So we're using the same URL, Notion.com slash CodePen. You know, have I ever mentioned how we use Notion at Shop Talk Show, we use it for a bunch of stuff. For The most important thing probably is our show calendar. So we have every single show in there that has the date and whether it's published or not and who the sponsors are and notes for the show. And then Dave and I are a team and we share it and we share it with our editor as well. And we can invite other people into it when necessary, like the guests of the show, if we want to collaboratively edit the notes. That's just one particular workflow in Notion that it just handles effortlessly because... Notion is just awesome like that. I love the permissions model, but we use it for a document to keep all of our upcoming videos that we want to do, even just ideas for it. And a document of guests' ideas that we'd love to get on the show if we possibly could. And we have a document that we can share with potential advertisers about what we offer and how we work in that way. And you know, just looking through our Notion workspace, we have all kinds of stuff in there that, that we've saved throughout the years, series ideas and email templates that we've used to invite guests for different series and like workflow stuff that we can share with our editors to be like these are all the things that are important to do when you're publishing an episode all that stuff are just like documents information sharing things uh, that are just you know the hub of shop talk show the business and that makes notion the hub for shop talk show the business and we love it so thanks notion bye-bye
0: Let's not, let's keep on the hot drama train, the news sure, train. Sure. Uh, Nicole Sullivan or somebody was talking, I think it was, um, who's the AMP guy? I'm blanking. Um, Paul Bacchus, right?
1: No. Nope. Yeah, but he's like retired,
0: not not retired, he's but at, has moved uh, on, I think. Vercel, I think, or something. Yeah. But I think somebody was like, put put JSX in the web platform. And I think Nicole Sullivan was kind of... Mm, I've heard that from Nicole, too. I also don't totally get it. <laughs> you know? I tried to get to the bottom of it. And I really... And, yeah, like, Sarah Drasner, I think, was like, yeah, this is exciting or something. And I was like, can somebody explain this to me? I feel like an idiot. Like, is it... You use JSX, so I want to ask I do. you. Uh, like, <laughs> this is maybe just my complete anti-React vibe here coming out. What... what uh, what when I say I'm putting JSX in the browser? What what do you want from that?
1: Is it just returning? I can't tell a you template. That I, I get it entirely what that means because I think okay, what's so different about JSX than HTML? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it enforces some rules, so you know, so it's like prettierable in a way that HTML isn't. I kind of like that. And I think of how you kind of slap on click handlers and stuff, but there's no reason you can't slap a click handler onto HTML too. So that's not mm-hmm. particularly unique. I do think of the stuff like how you a lot of JSX is littered with like maps and filters and stuff. So you do your your iterative looping right in the JSX. You know, you set up a a UL and then inside you go like Items dot map, you know, and then yeah, item, and then you you loop over that and give it a key and output all your LIs for your menu or whatever that HTML can't do, right? And, and it also you all, the, even template literals can't really do that super good either, really, mm-hmm. or it gets there the syntax gets real messy, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's that that they're talking about that little like ability to do syntax in- highlighting.
0: <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> I I heard I hear you say syntax highlighting is the whole reason we should build this thing. <laughs> I would like an answer to that too. Like when people say put JSX in the browser, what does that mean? Because I've heard it, I've heard it from enough smart people that they have something in mind that they mean. Yeah, and it's not clear.
0: That's what I mean. I so like the the ability to. Write HTML in JavaScript is if that's it. Okay, I I think like I think I understand it without being like document create element div div dot class name equals blah blah. Di-, you know, like without doing that whole rigmarole. Does that like? Well, maybe that's it. Is that what they mean? Like a a whatever a <laughs> a declarative syntax or something that allows you to generate HTML. Maybe that's it. I mean, but I, I'm just like, well, tag template literals kind of do that, but maybe that's a bit insecure. And maybe that involves like doing document or element dot inner HTML equals something at some point, maybe. So maybe that is dangerously settling. Yeah and it
1: doesn't enforce, you know how JSX kind of like enforces it to be correct too. Like it's invalid JavaScript if you're missing a closing div,
0: mm-hmm. it okay. just
1: dies. Whereas a template literal, you're perfectly within your right. You might have a good reason to not close that div mm-hmm. because you're going to close it later with some string manipulation. You yeah, know?
0: Okay. maybe it's that. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I guess I've just been exposed to like the HTML template tag template literal in Lit, and I'm like. I think that's good. Is that not good? Why is that not good? Now it's like it's like when somebody's like, "Oh, you can't wear those shoes." I'm like, "Wait, I like those shoes. Why can't I wear those shoes? Uh, this shoes is good. No, what? Why does everyone hate these shoes?" So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would love a, like a concrete breakdown on what JSX in the browser means. I, I just I get it, like less repos and stuff. But then I I also wonder when browsers make JSX in the browser, does react now have the, uh, mootools tools problem? You know, it is it now they can't like, like react can't upgrade because they have all this legacy garbage or whatever, or, or like we can't create JSX because JSX does some weird thing. And now the, so anyway, mm-hmm. it'd be, I'd be curious what, what that, Equals in the future. So,
1: speaking of that, I saw React 18 dropped. Yes. Has certainly has stuff in it. Um,
0: Suspense. Uh, It's very suspense filled.
1: (laughs) I guess that was a long time coming, right? I don't know. I look through it and it doesn't, uh, you know, I'm not like, oh my God, look at this. You know, this is going to change my day to day. So of punted heavily. on
0: the server client stuff a bit or the, like they, I think there's like support for it, but the like server components is still in development. Right. I think that's one part of their thing. So
1: yeah, it's still experimental. It's listed as, I guess that does seem pretty cool. Uh, you know, you got to wonder if, if. This is a. I mean, this is a big, cool release. I mean, no, no shade or anything. But it, it, React has slowed down, and is maybe is that good? You know, it's slowed down in this like it's matured kind of way. It doesn't need big flashy releases anymore. But, but if it doesn't, is that dangerous too? You know, like if jQuery four came out, like would anybody care anymore? Like when you slow down that as that far?
0: Yeah, have you ejected from the hype cycle? Possibly. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, well, so React 19 might have web component support. So I'm stoked on that. Um, Yeah. That's kind of the
1: like. But it does seem like that almost seems like it should be In in an early, like rapidly iterating project. That would just be like a little point release. Oh, we fixed
0: that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a breaking change. So it has to be kind of a big one, you know, but I wonder if, I mean, I just straight up react is big, like to the point, like I like been talking to people and like I mentioned, I'm not using react people like, Oh, why are not you using react? You know? And it's like, Mm. well, I just. I don't know. I want to use Vue, so so then you have to like mount a Vue defense. Like, why would you use Vue when no one uses it? Well, it's popular in China. So. Oh, that's
1: annoying. Really, <laughs> it puts you on the defensive immediately. Yeah, yeah. So, but
0: well, it's popular in China. That's what I was saying. What so. was
1: that in Looper? It was like, I'm from the future. You want to move to China?
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. So I think it's like big enough of a behemoth. It just becomes the default. And wasn't there? There was a. Sorry, we're all over the place here, but what was it? Tech lead or something? Uh, but the like O'Reilly, O'Reilly has those like uh, annual reports or whatever and stuff like that. And they were kind of saying like for like they put SPA by default on Blast. They sort of said people are doing this without understanding the architectural trade-offs, and so uh SPA by default is actually maybe an anti-pattern we need to stop doing. So um Ooh. so but I think it's just that common you people are doing react and so like everyone has to be react and then you're you're like you you have to do react as a company so that you can hire a developer who does react, you know? Cuz there might not be developers who do other stuff and so I I hear that a lot. It's like a lot of people are just like we only, you know, you can't <laughs> You you're finding people who know React but don't know anything else or whatever.
1: So we had a discussion about it at work and it was it kind of fizzled out, you know. It's kinda of like, do we how much do we care? You know? I didn't even weigh in because I'm like, I don't I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I'm almost like we use next, so why don't we just wait for next to pick it up and then we'll upgrade next? Like I think from a day-to-day perspective, next is almost like loom's larger is almost like a more important piece of technology than React is. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is crazy to say, but
0: No, I mean I think that's like a very like uh um I, I like I like React. I, I I think I like its inventions. Um but I think what I didn't like about it was it just kind of plopped you in, no rules, and so it's just wild west. But next like just is like we're going to handle so much for you. <laughs> like, you're actually going to have a fun time in here because we do so much. And I think that's cool. So I I, yeah. I would applaud Next for that. So same thing. Like, I played with Remix. I like Remix. I, I liked, uh, what is it? Uh, Redwood, you know? So I think I, I just... think the
1: languages don't get big until their major framework arrives. Like, we saw that now that that both React and Vue went through that cycle, then when Svelte arrived, they knew they couldn't wait long for Svelte Kit. At least that's what it seems like to me. And they got that going right away, faster than you'd think, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think future frameworks will probably arrive with it in tow, mm-hmm. knowing that you can't just do the framework part if you want to be big. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can't you have to have the meta framework or the yeah, sort of thing.
1: So I'm not sure if that's entirely true. I mean, Solid is doing pretty good, and it doesn't have a meta framework thingy. To be, but how big is it really? You know.
0: Well, and what's where's Astro fit on this? <laughs> so I mean,
1: yeah, is it is it a? They just arrived as a meta framework already. Kind of sort of. That was right? so. that was day one. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Like it's just, they
1: announced they have a big week coming up. We're gonna we're gonna definitely cover that. We mm-hmm. might even grab Fred for the show because I would like to talk about what their releases. I have no idea what their releases are, but they have one of those things where it's launch week. Talk about oh. trends in the industry. Nellify so has the, the People... launch
0: week. Astro has the launch week.
1: Dave Rubin's doing launch yeah, week. Yeah, Cloudflare has like, has, like, launch month usually, you know. They go ham with it. Cloudflare,
0: you were on this. You were on this, right, like with uh, J. Coop? John Cooperman or
1: oh uh, well, yeah, the, well, like, we did like a little founder talk Cl- Cloud thing. Cloud
0: yeah. TV they have like, like a twenty four seven TV channel. <laughs> like they do. I just what, that's wild. That's um, that's a
1: different tr- world. Is it is truly weird that they have enough video content that they rather than YouTube it? You know, which is maybe that's why. Maybe they just wanted to an attempt to do something different than everybody else does
0: but it's just enough content it's like they have a 24/7 streaming service which i it's bold i wonder too if it helps with internal knowledge management that's what i'd wonder like sort of like oh you know what there's a brown bag about what it, some weird Feature we have server. What's our, the thing we played with? Database key value stores. I actually have not learned that, so I'll just watch this one. You know, so
1: yeah, well, that's a good point. I'm sure they just have TVs up at the at the old office, just playing it,
0: burning gigawatts, <laughs> mining bitcoins <laughs> of content. So yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, and they're a company with enough going on that maybe it's w- super worth it for the internal sort of culture. I mean, Hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Launch week. Everybody's doing it.
0: Trends. I'm going to do it. I love it. Dave Rupert LLC. Launch week. What are we launching? We're launching.
1: uh, Blog post Monday, Monday, Monday. Blog post Monday. (laughs) Blog tuber. Hey, we had uh, Jim Nielsen on the show the other week. Yeah, speaking of bloggers, geez, this kid. Oh, I know. He's got it. (laughs) You got what it takes, Jimmy. (laughs) A uh, good one from him the other day about did you see this the things that the CSS spec folks got right
0: oh you yeah, know that's on my to read so
1: oh it's a fun one because it, it's a you know it's it's there's have you seen that classic one I don't even I don't know if Tim does Jim link to it here there's a there's a great page somewhere in the specs that are like the things that CSS got wrong. They were like, oops, sorry. <laughs> this was totally janked up. But this is the opposite of that. This is Jim giving high fives of things that, that did good. For example, font weight mm-hmm. and how, how it has this 100 to 900 system, which is so clever and has held up over time and it adds a lot of flexibility uh, even beyond where we are now. High five, you know? And it has keywords, but they just map to the numbers, and the numbers were, were prescient and what they needed at the time. Pretty, pretty clever. I like how, you know, we just talked about SAS and at import and at use and all that stuff, and that's one of the, the things there too is that CSS out of the box could import another CSS file. Then it took 100 years for JavaScript to do it, and we're <laughs> still waiting for HTML to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see.
1: CSS could do it immediately.
0: I see I get a, a mention here. So HTML imports will come out the day I pass away. So good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I yes. hey, appreciate it. Thanks, Chip. Nobody wants yeah. you to get hit by a bus, but it would be, it'll be great but for it, HTML. It's <laughs> going to be
0: good for HTML to <laughs> be my legacy. Well, <laughs> there's a font family, too. Uh, I think, like, I don't, let me, I, I don't want to read on podcasts, but one at font face the coolest thing about it is it does not request the file until it knows you're using the font
1: oh it's so great
0: i could declare every font face on my computer you could but it will not request a single file from google fonts or whatever until it knows i'm using that font Friggin'
1: amazing. Genius. Like it's so good.
0: Th- it, I just get goosebumps. Like That's so forward-thinking. They didn't like... They were like, nope, we're not eagerly fetching fonts,
1: everybody. We're only getting the ones we need. So well, This isn't a problem, but it you know how a lot of... Like Google Fonts, for example, one of the ways that you can use it is... Well, you use it as a link tag or an at import statement. It gives you both options. Those will still get requested. It won't then pull the, at the the font file but it will still pull that style sheet so that's kind of a plus one for not doing it that way for having your own at font face blocks right in your own css yeah so that you benefit more clearly
0: from that because css is a blocking request so it's gonna say like oh i'm gonna stop everything to go ask google what fonts you might be using yeah app. That can be it. And Google's, you know, it's interesting too, because Google actually does a really good job loading fonts. Like it'll, but the, the font face file ends up really bloated because it'll like split languages like English, Greek, Vietnamese. Like it'll just like split out all the the Unicode ranges. So it'll only request a subset of the font that you are using if it detects you are using Vietnamese, it'll go get the Vietnamese font and probably not the Greek font and probably not the English Mm -hmm. font, you know, like it'll just like say like, Oh, they're only using Vietnamese. Um, but it, but the cost is you, you download a larger font file from Google fonts. So,
1: right. I thought there's, isn't there some streaming thing, happening or threatened to happen with fonts that that is like that that's like oh dynamic Byte ranges, kind of? Uh, yeah, kind of. In that, in that, like, oh, you, you never, you know, there's no letters, O's with, with um, I don't know, what's the German thing? Umlaut. <laughs> two dots umlaut. of a, there's, no, there's no O with an umlaut on this page. So I'm keeping an open connection to where this font is hosted on the server. And I just, that one never needed to come across the wire because there just was never necessary. That would be awesome. That'd be super cool. I mean, like a video. You know, you you only watch half a YouTube video. You probably downloaded sixty-one percent of the video, not a hundred percent.
0: Oh, I got an- analytics on y'all here for the old show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like forty-one percent. Come on, team. We gotta watch, watch the whole dick show. That streaming stuff is so cool. I you know I didn't even really under I, and I still don't understand this. This is a, definitely a blind spot for me. But there is this somebody was talking in the Discord the other day about this Taylor Hunt series on web performance and one of the <laughs> yeah. things he wanted to fix was or the one of the the second article of the series of three is all about streaming HTML which is like as the server gets the data for what it has that it that part of the html gets completed and comes across and I'm like what the hell is streaming html and it requires some cooperation from your server mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to to do it and i i i i just fully don't understand it and he said like the tooling for it is so limited. Mm-hmm. You know, he pointed to this library called Marco, I think, with a K mm-hmm. He called it an ungooglable library, but I just Googled it and it came up just fine. So but maybe that's because I've been to this page before. But what you know, I've seen this before, but I kind of wrote it off as a like, I don't I don't like need another HTML framework at the moment. You know, like I don't know how to take advantage of this stuff sometimes. So it just comes and goes from my mind he said this particular library supports the idea of streaming html and then that's what he used for the library and it got the attention of definitely some some performance focused people saying you know streaming html is the only way to go so i'll have to put it on my reading list it's funny like the
0: the first post is a really good read He he got this phone <laughs> from kroger <laughs> like the cheapest phone they sold. And it's called the, uh, the, oh, hold on. That's uh, a good, I gotta get it right. Cause it's the right. It's the perfect phone name. Uh,
1: hold on. Yeah. It's like
0: hot. Okay. The hot peppers, poblano VLE five, $35, $15 on stale, one gig Ram, eight gigs, total disc storage, 1.1 gigahertz processor. So, uh, I just, the hot peppers, poblano VLE5 phone. It's the new phone everyone's getting. Uh, check it out at your local
1: Kroger. Wow. It, hotpeppermobile.com, and it costs $15. That's how much the phone costs, right? Yeah. It's got a camera, everything.
0: You know, I, it's, it's interesting because we are probably in the more affluent side, right? Like, we just mm. had, you and I particularly, long careers doing stuff or whatever, right? But, like, you think about any normal person, even me, it's like you dropped your phone in a toilet. Oops. It doesn't work anymore. Are you going to go out and like buy the thousand dollar iPhone every time it happens? Or if you, whatever, work on a job site and like whatever you get hit by boards or, you know, breaks your phone, dropped it everywhere. You know, you got a kid who throws it in the ocean. Like, are you buying a, a, a whole new phone every time? Or like, is the hot pepper poblano just like work is it is it just, that seems like it works just fine to get you through until your next paycheck or your next big bonus or whatever to get the new new iPhone you know so i mean dave rupert would probably go into debt just to get the new iPhone just cuz like i i do so much business on that but Again, that's not everyone that can write their phone off as a business expense. So,
1: all oh, these things look amazing. And they're, and, and they're, they, it's not just that they exist, it's that they're the top selling phone. Yeah. From their stores. I mean, granted, they're grocery stores, and I don't know how many people buy phones from grocery stores, but Kroger's are like a pretty humongous, aren't they, you know, top 50 companies in the United oh, States? Yeah. certainly.
0: I mean, it's like if your local grocery store is not a Kroger, it will it's be it's like Kroger, Safeway, and like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's or something. I mean, like everything is, or yeah, everything falls under that umbrella basically, right? So, and I'm sure Ooh. there's a local whatever, there's a different brand they sell at Safeway. So, and who knows what they
1: sell? It, like whatever Dwayne Reed and great phone. Fo- uh, great phone for testing. Knowing how popular it is, though, you know, wasn't that? Was, There's was like a recipe for the or like the baseline for performance, and it was a mid-range Android phone. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you could. Uh, I I wouldn't even think this qualifies as mid-range. This might be low-end Android phone, but that's what it is. So. I bet it's a very big surprise. <laughs>
0: for your website but well and then I saw this other thing not to pile on drama or like uh, uh, things for other companies but you know I think I saw somewhere they like it was somebody was like talking about how it was like a big site like Amazon or something like they had looked into react or whatever but it just literally couldn't do fast enough on these devices and stuff like that so it's like there's actually huge concerns you gotta figure out you know like if people are using these devices and coming to your site, like what you know, what do you gotta do? So you gotta maybe change your strategy a bit. So interesting to say the least. So dude, everyone's gonna have a hot pepper poblano and I'm
1: gonna just be here. It makes me a little hungry, honestly. I got to go to, to Denver recently just for a quick trip and they got the they got the like the green chili thing mm-hmm. on lock. Some you know some hatch happening. Yeah, yeah, it's Austin too, right? But I don't know why they they try to they try to win that game. Yeah, well, we we get it. It's just a little later in the season, so yeah, yeah. Austin wins on so many other levels, anyway. I see smashing comps coming through town for you. Yeah, you gonna crash it?
0: I might crash it. It's been a while since it came because it always, you know. Either has been canceled the last couple of years or whatever, but I'm, uh, you know, I'll see what I do. I
1: know, I know a few people, so yeah. Uh, I see it's one week after their 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 San Francisco one. They're just doing it back to back, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. I mean, I put it on my calendar just because I, I don't know. Hey. it appeals to me to come crash it too. We'll see.
0: Hey, that's great. Well, we got a Murphy bed, so I'm just ready, ready for you. So
1: no promises, people, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> do you really? Is that is that the kind that folds down from yeah, the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Go, nice. Man. Nice. So That's a g- nice way to do it for a guest room, you yeah. know, like why why take up the floor space all the time, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a playroom otherwise, so it may have whatever permanently <laughs> embedded Legos in the carpet, but you know, mm-hmm. other than that, it's pretty <laughs> pretty good setup.
1: So Oh my gosh, we were in Mexico last week. Okay, Hot yeah. Tip, people Don't listen to the internet that tells you that you can bring your toddler to Canada or Mexico with a birth certificate. Oh, not true. Right here from Shop Talk Show. This is a not true statement, despite Delta agent telling us it was true on the phone and having us be all not worried about it. Not that I'm against getting a passport. We ordered it. It just didn't come in time for our trip. But neither my wife or I sweated it. By any, at, internet for any says reason. it's fine. Computer says yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. The the lady on the phone said it was fine. So we show up in the morning. You know, because it's a six a.m. flight out of out of out of Bend. That our, our little town just they stack up the flights early cuz oh, they yeah. then they go to Seattle or whatever and then then they have more normal timed flights out of those towns so i think it's the curse of the small town but anyway we're at the airport at 4:30 in the morning and the guys like you know we're holding up the line behind us he's, he's trying to figure out like who's how can we you know get you on this plane and the answer is you can't there's no there's no getting on this plane, we find, before we even leave our town, which I guess that's the, that's the time you want to find out. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to find out in Mexico or whatever. Yeah. But we're just dejected, you know, just, just, just bummed out. But we were going to meet some other families down there. And those families didn't know each other. We kind of organized the oh. thing. We're all like, you're all going to love each other, kind of. Yeah, know. yeah. So at the last minute, Miranda goes, you go. You go. I'll stay here, figure out the passport thing, and meet you down there. You know, okay. there's got to be some way. You know, if your heart is really dedicated to it, you got to be able to get a passport. You know, you're doing Maybe this I'll at four thirty in the morning. This is awful. Yeah, and we're not. Yeah. Our brains aren't even fully loaded or anything. But I agree, and I'm so sad about it, you know, because mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you know, and she did all the work planning the trip uh, and all this. It's such a beautiful location, you know, and it's also celebratory, you know. We sold the blog and all that. Yeah. And I get on the plane and go. You know, okay. you know, it's three three flights all the way down there without my family. Sad as heck, but I'm with another family, and you know, trying to be Uncle Chris, and hopefully that's okay. And so, and you know, we're trying to brainstorm, and we have all these crazy ideas, some of which should never be mentioned, and, and I won't. But <laughs> the the ultimate mention is it is actually true that you can cross the border to Mexico by land. Oh. or c uh, P. but a. not by, <laughs> by <foot. laughs> but, but not by not by f- plane that's that's off whoa okay yeah, but by by foot is okay but you also at least theoretically can't do it with with one parent cuz oh. the point is you know then you know to prevent a one parent from grabbing a kid and running across the border sure, you know sure, yeah. so i decide i'll fly back meet you in san diego and you fly down to San Diego and we'll, we'll walk across the border. And then we'll catch a, a domestic flight from Tijuana- down to where we are headed in Cabo. <laughs> and when it's a domestic flight, you don't need a passport. Need just a passport, like you don't yeah. just like you don't in the US. Wow. So 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 we hatch this whole plan, which is just an you know, enormous amount of planning and flights and last minute crap and you know, last row of the airplane kind of stuff. We'll be lucky to sit together stuff. Fine. We make it all work. Then we, you know, we have to stay in a hotel room in San Diego, wake up at the Crack a dawn again. Get a car to take us to the official border crossing that is in the U.S. And you walk right across, and you walk right into the Tijuana airport. The Tijuana airport is right on the border of the of the of the you know U.S. Mexico border. strategically placed. And the, and the company that does this is called CBX Cross, Cross Border Express. It's a whole company around walking you across the border. Mm-hmm. And. But they're like an official, you know. It's a big fancy building and a big parking lot and stuff. It's a whole thing. But they have computer systems, you know, with a input field, you know, mm-hmm. required attribute on there <laughs> that uh, asks for this your passport. Is oh no! So they say, Ruby doesn't oh, you don't have, have a one. passport? No, you can't. You can't cross the border here. Oh no! What? Which is not the law, but it's their policy, and they're an independent business. They can do whatever they want. They say, nope, 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 nope. So we're like, oh my God, you know? But, the, but our driver, we're telling him the whole story on the way there. He's like, oh, what are you talking about? Getting into Mexico is like not a problem, you know? Okay. I'm like, like you know, I'll just take you down. I, I could walk you across. It's just like, yeah, I'm working for this company now and they want, you know, they have some, you know, special rules or whatever. If, if I had my passport, I could just walk you across this little hole in the fence right here. But I, I don't know. It was a weird thing to say. But but, but he's like there's but there's a place you can walk across the board. it's just down a couple of highway stops, and we're like, fine, you know, like we are so far into this." <laughs> He takes us down there. He calls his buddy on the phone and walks us through where we got to walk. And you know, I'm trying to like remember what he says and all this stuff. But yeah, man, we just we did it. We just we just walked across the border. You know, hey, nobody asked us a damn thing. We didn't have to cough up a birth certificate or anything. Good. I mean, we with literally no documentation at all. You did, yeah. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. <laughs> Popped a cab back to the Tijuana airport and then and then caught our flight from there but even that was hair raising cuz we try to get to the gate and we're stopped and they're like do you have where's your you know your travel visa and i'm like we don't have a travel visa so they put us in line to talk to a you know like a, a mexican consulate kind of thing yeah or, yeah. yeah and they and they're like where's your passport <laughs> we're like oh no <laughs> But but that you know we were like oh we we heard the birth certificate was okay and then, you know they side eyed us and asked us some questions and stuff but they're like well make sure you get one next time but also ultimately gave us the the travel visa so we caught the flight and made it we made it wow and then we had to do the same exact dance on the way home because oh, we called nas-ers. Delta and we were like is it different on the way home like what do you yeah shouldn't it be easier to get back when you're when you are an American citizen but no same deal and at CBX no you can't go back either so wow. we had to do the same crazy walk across the border dance on the way on the way Wowzers. home.
0: Wowzers. Did you call the same cabbie and tip him? Totally. <laughs> yeah? T- totally. yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Hey, we're coming back same fence
1: hole. Same. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was no. not quite a fence hole, but it was uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was it was official in a way, but an in, in a in a like wow, this is how this works kind yeah, yeah.
0: We have the we have those in Texas. So, yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm I'm walking across this bridge. Anyone yeah. care? Is this? Does anyone care? Is yeah. this? I'm going very slow, very, very <laughs> honest, very yes. upstanding. So, just a regular guy here. Yeah.
1: Walking Uh, across the bridge, yeah, that was wild. And then, of course, we get home and I get sick, and you know, the electricity went out in the garage, and the chest freezers, food is all dead. And you know, our laptop won't charge anymore. It's one of those things where, like, God, you leave for a week and your life just falls apart. Been there, yeah, yeah, no, cheese and cheese and rice. Jeez, next trip we go on is gonna feel like, you know, the easiest thing I've done in my life compared to this. There's <laughs> nine flights in total it took us to Brutal. operate
0: that. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised you did the whole get all down there and, and then but uh, that makes sense because you were kind of the glue
1: for the whole week or whatever, and then I was. It was the Frost family. who some of you would might know as web people. We Brad Frost and Mini Frost. Yeah, Melissa came down and and they have a four year old like we have, and yeah, man, good time. Brad brought his mini bass. We jammed by the pool and 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 had fun down there and then the other family was like just some new friends we have in Bend, including the lawyer who closed the css tricks deal so nice it all comes around doesn't it yeah nice go celebrate do it we did man i had a i had a stake down there that was a little next level Michelin star steak. Oh,
0: I'm happy for you guys. I should have
1: crashed. I should have done. I should Should have.
0: I told you about it, man. You you were busy. I just well, yeah. Our spring break didn't align, but so that was number one problem. But then, B, whatever. I'm probably not fun to hang out with. Too stressed out. So whatever. (laughs) It would (laughs) have been good. (laughs) So one of these days, one day. We'll, we'll do it. So I need to get up to Bend for real,
1: though. Every article I read is like,
0: have you heard about this town called Bend, Oregon?
1: <laughs> That's the place to be, man. Tell you what. It's Tell beautiful.
0: What. Awesome. Well, hey, we can wrap it up there. I was. My wife bought me a magazine, Chris. Oh, yeah? Here, let me, let me get it real quick. It's right here. Nice, nice. I, I got an airport magazine, too. Yeah, what is it? It's called secret societies it's about Whoa. it's about conspiracy theory cults and stuff like that so anyway yeah i'll next next week i'll uh i'll, magazine I'll interview
1: you for the mafia that, nice. does that that sound good i got a classic man entrepreneur magazine at the airport <sighs> with uh all right yeah jessica simpson's business was profile there's a big ad for cigarettes in it which i didn't even know was legal anymore it felt no. a little weird for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: what is this is this from you check the date you're like is this from (laughs) the 90s
1: (laughs) (laughs) do we go through a portal in yeah
0: well cool yeah we'll wrap it up hey thank you dear listening for downloading this and your podcast your choice be sure star heart favorite up that's how people find out about the show follow us on twitter at shop talk show for tens of tweets a month and hey we do youtubes now when we have a vanity url youtube.com slash shop talk show uh that's where you find us and then uh let's see oh we have a patreon that's the best part, actually. So Ooh. over at patreon.com slash shop talk show to get in the Discord. And Chris, you got anything else you'd like
1: to say? Shoptalkshow.com.